This is Feel Good Friday on Wove Inspiration. Let's go. This is Wove Inspiration's Feel Good Friday Music Edition. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and today my special guest is Harmony. Harmony, what's going on, man? What's going on? Man, everything is going on. I am, like, so excited. I'm about to jump out the window, and if I did, I'd probably grow wings and start flying because I got faith that's just through the roof right now. God is so good. Amen, amen. So I know every rap artist has a show or a story behind their lyrics. Harmony, what's your story? <laughs> um, I actually am a storyteller lyricist. And so what I like to do um, is incorporate stories within every song that I write. That's why I titled my, my album Mixed Messages mm-hmm. is because, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> is because every song on the album has a, its own story to it. Okay. And so um, a lot of times I will take either bits and pieces or parts of my own testimony, my own experiences, things that I've been through myself and incorporate them inside of songs or music, or I will take other people's stories and, and, and write songs about their life. Um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, um, I try to make my music as real and relative to people as, as I possibly can. And everybody has their own, you know, their own calling, their own different way of, of approaching things. I just find that my own personal um, gifting is through storytelling and delivering this music that actually makes uh, a message that people can walk away with and tangibly apply to their lives. And if they do, it'll make a difference. Okay. And so how did you actually get into um, the rap industry? Uh, well, I got in, uh, well, that's, that's actually a, a two-part question. How I started in music mm-hmm. um, actually happened back when I was, when I was younger. Okay. Um, I lived in, this, uh, in the city of Elmira, New York, and um, was raised in a single-parent home. My father wasn't there. I was raised by my mother, um, and, my, and my brother also lived in the same home as well, and his dad wasn't there either, so we were just really under the mercy of our mom. Uh, who we totally drove crazy all the time and uh, growing up in that environment. And anyway, I just, one thing led to another and I ended up getting hooked on drugs at a very young age, uh, by the age of 10. And so at that time I was, I was actively using and began to uh, associate with people who were like-minded and I ended up getting involved with um, a particular drug dealer that was in, in my city. And he was a Caucasian male who not only sold drugs, but he had a lot of respect from people and he rapped a lot. 
Okay. And so I would go to this, this drug dealer's house and I would kind of sit at his feet um, and I would just listen to him and, and absorb everything that he would talk about and say. And I really looked to him as a guide and a role model uh, and somewhat possibly even a father figure uh, because he paid attention to me. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I just saw that how people respected him and respected the other rappers that he hung out with and all that. And so I just had to have that. I had to be like that. I wanted that respect. I wanted people to, you know, uh, feel good when I came into the environment, you know, and there was a, a commanded atmosphere. And so I began to just watch and study and um, actively pursue rapping. Okay. And so um, that started in the younger age. And then branching out into the original question of when did I come into the industry? That happened after I got saved. Praise God. He didn't okay. let me go uh, yeah, into the industry until he knew that I was his. And so um, I basically came to Texas from New Mexico in uh, late 2005. And, uh, and from there, God just began to put the pieces of my, of my, my life together in the path for music. I joined a church here. Um, that I've been with uh, for for many many years, and while I was going to that church, uh, there was a lot of people like minded like me, rappers, producers, talent, but mm-hmm. had no outlet. Um, you know, this we're talking like two thousand five, two thousand six, mm-hmm. and so you know back then that's like you know just in the beginning stages of when you know rap music in the Christian scene was even being developed. There wasn't yes. many people out there doing anything. Yes. Uh, you had like KJ52, you had Truth, you had Cross Movement, Ambassador, you had like a few, man, but there wasn't a whole, whole lot at that time. Right. And so, but once they broke the, you know, kind of broke through a little bit and, you know, some churches began to accept that, you know, rap could be used as a, as a tool to reach, mm-hmm. you know, youth and things. Um, I, I was one of the youth that it was reaching. And so I began to listen to the music. And it was one of the very things that helped me in my salvation along the way because I struggled so much in my early years of being saved um, that it was it was a lot of time that particular music that I was able to listen to uh, that actually helped carry me through some of the darker times in the beginning stages of my Christianity salvation. And so mm-hmm. I began to listen to these guys and began to get plugged in uh, into the church. And we just, we just decided, hey, we're going to create our own little thing here. And we created this group called Lyrically Sound. And inside of that group, there was singers, there was rappers, there were music producers, everybody with different gifts. And what we would do is we would meet up like every other week and we would get together and the music, the people with music producing talent, they would produce beats. And we would go there and we would meet together and we would talk about the Bible. We would dive in and we would find a a, a chapter in the Bible that we wanted to discuss and we would just eat it. We eat it up. We talk about it. We, we pick it apart. And our homework in the group was go home, write 16 bars about what you just, we just studied in this chapter, come back in the following week and show us what you got. And uh, we did that for, and we must've did that for a year or more. And that was really how I began to, I guess, shift from secular music because even though i wasn't in the industry i was still i still did secular rap okay. you know full of cursing full of cussing all kinds of filth and, and nonsense and so god pruned me and helped me get a biblical foundation and then taught me how to apply the bible 
in storytelling as well into my lyrics. Okay. And so I kept doing that. Yeah. Wow. And it was it was really it was healthy for all of us because it was it gave us excitement. Like, man, we get to go home and then we get to go back and we get to present our stuff to people that were there. And little by little, we started getting, you know, openings to come and speak, openings to come and perform. And so, uh, you know, I started out doing that. And then I got involved in a bilingual rap group. Okay. Uh, even though I don't speak another language. I was engrafted in a group that apparently did. <laughs> and so <laughs> I just, yeah, it was very interesting. Um, wow. And so that group was called ONC, Of No Consequence. And I was really the only guy in the group that wasn't, first of all, Mexican. Mm-hmm. Second, I was the only one that didn't speak today Spanish. And so I had to, you know, be the little white guy running around with a chicken with his head cut off trying to figure out what the heck y'all are talking about. And so I had to kind of learn some Spanish a little bit, nothing major. I mean, you know, you had a Taco Bell, Rojos, you know, <laughs> Lapis, Bolsa, you know, a little pen, pencil, purse, you know, Taco Bell. I, mean, I grafted little things here and there and it just kind of made it look like I knew what I was doing a little bit. Uh-huh. But it worked. That was the thing that started. It really worked. And so uh, as a group, we were actually we started out and, and we'd get together again. It was kind of like lyrically sound. It just transitioned over into an actual stable group that we would get together. We'd eat together as a group. We would pray together. We would talk and read together. And God began to open up doors for us to perform at, at churches and different events little by little. Uh, mostly in the beginning, it was all free. Okay. You know, it was, there was no payment involved. There was no honorariums. It was, you know, you can come and do this and that's all it is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one day we went to this one church and the, the, the pastor there and the congregation was just so blessed uh, that the pastor just felt so led. He just he wrote us a $250 check. Wow. And when that happened, it first of all, it, it made me feel very appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really wasn't really like, I, you know, if it's 250 split between five people, not very much. But it was the feeling of gratitude mm-hmm. and the feeling of appreciation that I felt like, wow, these people actually felt God through us to such a degree that they didn't want us to leave without putting a blessing in our hands to say, hey. Mm-hmm. Thank you for what you're doing. And so it was really that moment that defined, um, you know, music in my life as being something that I was going to pursue, um, not just long term, but to pursue as um, as a career as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, yeah. Wow. That, that's kind of where. <laughs> and, and what's interesting is that you had mentioned, um, like, the beginning is like the beginning stages of, of Christian rap. Cause back in around that time, um, I was a, um, a Houston rep for an organization called UGA. And um, one of the guys that I was um, trying to help promote was Lil Rascal. 
and it was <laughs> little like, rascal, yeah. yeah. And it it was it was really hard because, like you said, there were a lot of churches that were like, "No, we don't we don't want that. We don't want that kind of music in our in our church." And I'm like, "You're not understanding. This is what the youth need." How can I explain this to you that if you can get the attention with with this music, then you got a chance of of feeding the word to them. But they it, yep. it, it took a while. It was very very frustrating <laughs> to say the least. Oh yeah. And that was my heart's oh, desire yeah. was to share you know gospel rap, and it still is. And now it's like mm-hmm. um, a turn of events. Recently, <laughs> I'm connected with someone who. Um, is re or has rebuilt the organization to where now it becomes uh worldwide where we're helping artists and and everything get the word out and connecting them with the churches and other um entities out there to help promote them because that's really the main thing is that it's promoting this type of music is hard to do because there's not a lot of yeah. open-minded church folks out there. So it's, it's yeah, I commend you for what you're doing. It's awesome. Hey, Amen. No, I'm in agreement. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I learned um, a lot along the way. Uh, it's been an up and down journey. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of churches are, are well, there's many, let's just uh, I'd say a lot more than there was in the beginning that are, are open yeah um more open to you know bringing in uh uh the gospel um and gospel rappers rather and so for me along the way you know i didn't it didn't really make sense to me why people didn't um that people were because a lot of the pastors i think uh, many of them were old school and Mm -hmm. they just didn't you know when you when you heard rap rap it just was a bad name it just you know you think of rap you think of secular rappers and you think of the trash and the garbage that's that's brought to it right and so in their head that's the only thing that they they limited god they put him in a box and they didn't they didn't allow the thought of god being big enough to redeem that genre yeah um and so they would close them in a box and I, and along the way i'm just watching i'm like are, is your faith that small? You're leading a whole church, right? And you and you can't you can't you can't give God enough credit that He could redeem a genre. Yeah, you know it's it's just it was just crazy to me. I didn't understand how that was there, but I never gave up. I never gave up. I knew, you know, God had called me to do uh, ministry and to use rap music as a tool to do that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just kept going. I kept going. I went to ministry school in '07. Okay. Um, um, went there for a couple of years. Yeah. And, uh, and I graduated, uh, I came through and finished ministry school, um, with 17 A's and two B's. Okay. So I've really, yeah, I put a lot of effort in, in my, my heart into it. Um, and then from there I had left the group ONC, um, cause things were just going different directions. One of our members had to go to school in Spain. Another one got married. And so, Mm-hmm. Uh, we just, you know, we, we just kind of dissipated a little bit as far as the group goes, but I, I went on as a solo artist and I knew that God had something for me. And so I just kept pursuing him and, and allowing music to, um, be the, the avenue and the tool that I was going to use to minister to people. And so, um, you know, lo and behold, God would just connect the pieces for me in, in the right timing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably one of the biggest things that, that I think Christians on every level need to understand more and be more open to is that God has his own timing. Yes. yes, we do need to apply ourselves. Yes, we do need to work. Yes, we do need to exercise our faith and trusting and believing God. But we also need to accept that God does things in his own timing. Right. And so for me, um, I was introduced to a lot of relationships that were going to be detrimental to, you know, my success as a rap artist in the mm-hmm. music, uh, in the music room. Um, and so, you know, I went and I, 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 I did my first video, which was if I go away and it came, when it came out, people were, you know, really shocked because of how great it, it really did look. It was like a movie. Yeah, it got picked up by so many news channels. And, you know, up until that point, I don't think there was one rap artist who was Christian, whoever had had like a high speed chase and a real helicopter in their video. (laughs) And so, yeah, so it was it was really crazy. And like how God brought it all together. I even put a little thing out because the helicopter was up for debate. Like I didn't have the money to pay for it, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was doing that video. And I put out a post and, and I just, you know, in faith. Um, and usually I feel weird about doing stuff like that, like asking people for money or, or asking people to donate towards the cause uh, because it's just something I just never did growing up like that. And so, but I put out a Facebook post and I was like, hey, I'm shooting this video called If I Go Away. And it's going to be for helping kids and trying to get these kids out of prison and teach them about choices and consequences. Mm-hmm. If you have a Ben Bliss and you would like to help bring this helicopter to life inside of this video. Uh, I'll be taking donations and God bless you if you can. And God bless you if you can, but it would really be cool. If we could get a helicopter. Right. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, next thing I know, I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a week. Like it was just a couple of days and people just liked the idea. Yeah. And so they, they came and they did this and boom, gave here, gave this, that. And just in no time at all, I had all the money that I needed to get the dang helicopter. Wow. So I went out and I told that guy and I said, sir, I need you and your helicopter for this music video. <laughs> and so um, we next thing I know, we're over at Vic, towards the, uh, you know, Victory Outreach Church over there. I needed a, I needed a, uh, I needed a house, a front yard for one of the scenes, mm-hmm. for the arrest scene. And I just didn't know anybody who to do that for me at the time. And so I went over towards, you know, East Dallas area and, um, and I went over there cause my son was going to school over there at the time. And I went over there and I had, uh, I just felt led to the Lord to start knocking on doors. I just had this overwhelming thing that hit me and I just felt like I was going to just start knocking on people's doors. And I was going to ask that I was going to tell them briefly what I was doing and ask them if I could use their front yard, yeah. fly a helicopter over their house. And so I went knocking on all these doors and door after door after door, my friend, and nobody was open to it. Like either they weren't home or they were just like, no, no, no. And then finally, like my heart sunk and I'm just like, man, this is a drag. So I get ready to get in my car and uh, all of a sudden I, these, this, this elderly lady a little bit and, and this, uh, I guess it was her daughter came out of this one house um on the corner deal over there and and i heard something about i don't remember if it was 
God or, or Holy Spirit or something. Something mm-hmm. said that was a church lingo. And in my, my and immediately inside of my heart, it was like, boom, that's the one. Yeah. And so I walked over there. I told him what I'd do and who I was, what I was doing. And that lady said, you can surely use my home for that. I would love to be a part of that. <laughs> and I mean, the next thing I know, like, you know, within a week's time, I'm sitting there, had all the police department over there, the, you know, all the police officers, all the actors, shotguns, pistols, body armor, hats. Uh, we had everything all together and, uh, and, and the helicopter guy was flying and he, he began to descend, you know, within maybe like uh, 75 feet. I mean, he was almost down to the power line level. Wow. And, um, and it was so crazy. It was so crazy because the video in being filmed looked so real mm-hmm. when we were doing it on set. It looked so real. I mean, God forbid, I'm, I'm so sorry that this happened. But it was kind of, some people thought it was funny. Uh, I didn't really think it was funny at the time. I was like, Oh no. Like I was like, that's not good. Uh, there were some elderly couples on the block there who got scared. Uh, because they thought that there was a real raid going down because they saw all, I mean, just a fleet of cop cars, officers, guns, SWAT, binoculars, helicopter overhead, sirens, light, you know, and so they, they ran out their back door and went several blocks up because they wanted to get away from the, the, the drama. Right. Oh my and, gosh. And, oh yeah, it was something else. So, um, but that was really the the video that landed me placement with and gave me somewhat of a a name in the beginning when I first came out and doing music. Uh, yeah. That one of the officers in the music video uh, was the chief constable of Precinct Five in Dallas, and she was in actually a re-election period, and so all of her opponents were looking for ways to sabotage her and, and you know make the fame her and all this stuff and so uh they got word of what it went down or whatever and so they were like hey you know we're gonna uh send this over to the news stations and, and send it to this place and this place and so the next thing i know i'm on the dallas observer first that was where i first appeared uh-huh. and it said we're uh uh, uh it said uh, dallas county officers appear in weird white christian rap video are you kidding me? Weird white. Weird white Christian rap video. I'm like, man, you can't get no more racist and jacked up. Right? That. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. So I'm reading all this stuff and I'm like, okay. It, it, I mean, it, it, it was more geared towards slandering the officer. Right. Than it was me, but nevertheless, weird white Christian rap video. I mean, you know, you're you're coming against me a little bit on that, but I was like, whatever, you know, I don't care. I was like, at least I'm on somewhere. I've got some exposure. But then exactly. that same night, uh, around six o'clock ish, I got a call, and somebody's like, "Dude, turn on the TV. You're on. You're on ABC News right now." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And I turn on this thing, and I open it, turn on this thing, and they come on, and this dude John McCain comes on. He's like, "The first thing he says, opening up the deal, he says." Um, he says, sirens blaring, guns drawn, a helicopter hovering overhead. This is not the latest. Uh, uh, this is not the latest crime fighting drama. It's a trailer for a Christian rap video. I was no like, well, that's way. a whole lot better than he did. He did. He did. And I was like, well, that's a definitely a better introduction than weird white Christian rap video. Exactly. You know? 
And so, um, yeah. And, and so they had did like a little deal on that. And then of course, again, it was targeting the, it was, it was bringing into question the, the constable, the chief of police constable. Mm-hmm. And then, so after that went down, I was scratching my head like, wow, that was such a great introduction. I was like, it might not have been as great for the chief constable, but it really made me and the video look good. And then somebody <laughs> else that hit me on a couple hours later was like, dude, you're on the 11 o'clock news on CBS. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me right now. So I crank on this thing right when this dude gets to the part and he's like, well, the, vid- the music video is for a Christian rapper and Harmony, H-A-R-M-I and I, like he spelled out my name. Yes. And when he did that, I thought in my head immediately, I was like, this dude is not trying to attack me. He's for me. Mm-hmm. And because uh, he didn't have to do that. Exactly. You know, he wanted people specifically to look me up. And, uh, you know, afterwards, I actually had I contacted that guy and I asked him why he did that. And sure enough, he was a Christian and wow. he, he liked what it was going down. And so anyway, um, you know, the devil wanted her out of office. And so, you know, uh, it got picked up by, one, you know, Rapzilla.com, uh, 50 Cent, uh, the secular rapper, his website, the video yeah. went on uh, this is 50.com. And it went in, uh, you know, a bunch of different places. I landed an international interview on. I ran a live ministries where I was able to give my testimony and some things in a totally different language, the language of Farsi that broadcasted to millions and millions of Muslims all across Asia. Wow. And, you know, at the end of the broadcast, Muslims were calling in and getting saved uh, oh who had seen goodness. the broadcast. And heard, listen, I'm telling you, there's this- some crazy stuff going on <laughs> around here, man. And so I'm like, man, all be all from a, a rapper's testimony. Like, exactly. Listen, and they try to put God in a box, man. So anyway, I'm going through all this right, and then and then the Dallas constable, they're trying to kill her and get her out of office completely. They just hate her by now. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but the the video and the story got so much coverage throughout the entire Bible Belt that she ended up being elected back in the office because it reached too many Christians. Yeah. And uh, and so she wiped out all of her opponents and got reelected. And yes. then um, and then for me, of course, I received all that publicity and then went on to, you know, do bigger things. Exactly. And so, yeah, Man, I do like that is, um, that's <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. It's like what the enemy tried to what meant what the enemy meant for bad. God meant, made it for good. That's that's just the bottom line. That is that's amazing. So you have a lot of projects in the in the works. I'm I'm looking at your bio and everything, and I know one of the well one of the things is your latest uh, CD, Mixed Messages, and that was released yeah. on April of this year. So tell me about um, some of the songs that you have on that uh, CD. Yeah. Um, well, I, if I go away, it's actually on there. Uh, the one I just discussed. And then I had did um, uh, a song. I actually tried to surprise my wife uh, for her birthday. I wrote her, her te- I basically took her entire testimony and put it into a song called Against the Ropes. Cause she had a, a pretty rough, rough time growing up. And so um, I took her story without her knowing and I wrote a song called Against the Ropes. And then I shot a music video for it. And um and that just is a powerful, powerful song. And so she, uh, that song called Against the Ropes is also on there. Um, I did a couple, a couple songs um, that were um, 
really have gotten a lot of great attention. Uh, one of them I did called God is Great featuring the truth. Um, that one is actually right now, I think it's on like a hundred, maybe 110 or 120 radio stations. Awesome. Uh, worldwide so far. And I um, will I be another playing song. that, um, that particular, uh, single, I will be playing that song after this interview as well in its entirety. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that song is, is, is a, is a praise anthem. Uh, I really, really wanted to do something on the album that was, um, you know, going to give people an opportunity to, um, it during the song, just really praise God. And so I, I, I hit up the truth. was like, I mean, we got to do something on this man. And, uh, and so we, we came up with that and it's just, uh, it, it was a great, great song that just gives God praise. Yeah. Um, and then I did a, another song. Um, this is one of my more deeper songs. I was supposed to shoot a music video to that earlier, uh, this year before the album was released. One of my, one of my good friends, actually the one who helped me shoot if I go away. Um, he, we were doing media stuff for a couple of years when I first met him through the, at my church. And, uh, you know, God had really blessed him and opened up some doors uh, for him. And so he ended up moving to California out in the uh, Burbank area uh, to do um, film work out there. And so uh, he recently, um, not this December, but the, the pre, no, wait, was this 2018? No, it was. It was this December that had passed. And uh, before we hit 2018, so about eight, eight, eight and a half months ago, okay. uh, he was hired by DreamWorks. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. And so uh, that kind of just put some things on a little bit of hold. But we are we are in discussion about still doing it because we had an incredible vision for this music video. And uh, the music video is to my song called Memory Lane. Okay. And this particular song is, is, is very deep. And it speaks on a story of um, a young boy who was raised in a home where his dad um, struggled with homosexuality. Okay. And he was married uh, to that boy's mom. And um, it just has a, just a powerful story of forgiveness, uh, a powerful story um, of, um, you know, really appreciating what you have and mm -hmm. listening yeah, yeah, just just a lot. So anybody who's listening to this broadcast, um, I definitely encourage them to go to Spotify and, and just download the whole album, add it to the playlist. Yes. Um, you know, because it helps our ministry. You know, everybody might not have, you know, the means of purchasing, you know, albums and products and things all the time. Mm -hmm. But one thing that anybody can do is they can always add an album or music to their Spotify or title playlist. <clears throat> and if they do that, Every time they play the song on their on their on their app or through Spotify or whatever, it gives the artist a little bit of royalty. Now it might not be much, right? But if you get a thousand, two thousand, five thousand people doing it, mm -hmm. that little one cent, two cent, five cent, nine cents can add up. Definitely. Um, you know, so that's why I encourage people always. You know, if they support an artist or they they believe in God's calling on an artist or multiple artists, please. Don't sit on the sidelines and do nothing. Yes. At least add their albums to your Spotify playlist and encourage others to do so. Definitely. And so, um, yeah, so those, those are, you know, those are some of the songs. And I got one called Run. Um, I shot some videos to several songs. Actually, I just flew to California um, in the beginning of June. 
and I shot five videos back to back in a six day period. Uh, one of them, uh, one video to my song Run, a video to my song called The Epic Story. Okay. A video to my song called um, uh, Makes You Proud of Me, one called The Investigation, and another one called When I Get to Heaven. Wow. Okay. Okay. So yeah. what, what suggestions do you have for, for someone who ha- has um, a, a dream or a mission that they feel that God has given them, but they have a bunch of naysayers or haters that are basically trying to keep them from going and doing what they want to do, what they believe that God has given them to do. What, what suggestions can you give those people? Um, well, I would say this, one of my biggest contenders, uh, was my brother. Okay. And so, yeah, that was in my own family. Mm-hmm. And so along the way, there were many voices that came to me, not just saying that I couldn't do something, but there were also the voices that said, you got to do it this way or it's not going to work. You got to do it that way or it's not going to work. And I actually wrote uh, about that inside of the physical album, Mixed Messages. Um, You know, people download it online and stuff. It's cool. But if you buy the physical album, you're going to get a little bit more because I had to talk about that in that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the pages of the credits and all that. So, uh, but yeah, uh, my advice would be this. Do not forget what God told you in the light when it comes, when you're in a dark place. When God speaks to you in his presence and tells you something, and then you come into a dark place or people are naysayers or whatever, have their own, you know, things of saying. Right. You have to, you have to be able to, believe and remember what God told you in the light. And so for me, I've always been up and down in uh, my emotion, my emotional state, because, um, you know, you have a dream and that dream is bigger than you are. Mm -hmm. That dream is something that you would almost give anything to see become a reality. And so, um, for me, I don't, I didn't make a plan B. I only had plan A and that was it. And so I told God that he gave me this, this gifting and he gave, I believe that he has given me the vision to do the great things that I seen in my head, like a movie. And therefore I was not going to back down. And I just told the Lord, you know, um, you're going to have to be the one to bring this to pass. And so uh, we can only do so much in our own strength. And then God has to show up or we don't do anything. We could work our whole lives. But if God doesn't bless the work of our hands, there is no open door. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, my encouragement would be. Stand firm and don't fill your life with people. Don't fill your life with people who attack what God has said on your life. Yeah. Now, you know, I not always be able to do that, but it's important to stand firm and to make goals towards what it is that you believe God called you to do. 
You meet some people and they're just all over the place. Um, I was one of those people. I wanted to do acting. I wanted to do modeling. I wanted to be a rapper. I wanted to minister. I wanted to, you know, own a company and I wanted to be this and do this. And so I was spread thin and I wasn't really making much progress in the beginning because I want, I was trying to do everything all at once. And so I just decided that I was going to attack one area and hit it as hard as I could. And that if God wanted those other doors to open, they would open um, as I continued pushing on that path. And so right. yes. um, that's what I did. And, and awesome. God opened up the door. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how can people get in contact with you? Where, what platforms are you on as far as your music? I've seen a lot of your uh, videos in particular, the one that you were um, talking about is as far as the one that you wrote for your wife, that one is phenomenal. Yeah. That is on YouTube. Thank you. But um, uh, yeah. what what are some of the other platforms that people can reach you? Um, really, my my website takes everybody everywhere, which is harmonyproductions.com, www.harmini-productions with an s dot com, okay. and all my icons are there. I mean, I'm on I'm on Instagram at Harmony seven three one H A R M I N I seven three one, which is my birthday seven thirty one. Uh, just had a birthday, praise God. Still alive, still ticking. Um, same thing on Facebook, Harmony seven three one. Twitter, Harmony seven three one. SoundCloud, Harmony seven three one. Those are all my my platforms there, and I'm very active on them. Uh, you know, Instagram is Instagram and Facebook are probably my my most prominent ones. Yeah. But uh, but I do I do get active weekly on Twitter as well, and uh, and that would definitely be the way to uh, contact me, book me, any of that stuff. And I would definitely uh, encourage people to check it out and to stay connected because God is really doing some great great things in my life. And my yes, whole goal yes. um, is to be an inspiration to other people, to help other people to. Uh, you know, give people direction, even if God gives them the ability to do so mm -hmm. um, and work together to do something great for the kingdom. Amen. Amen. And I, I, you know, I've been following you for quite a while now and I've seen all of your videos. Um, like I said, I'm going to um, play at the end of this uh, segment, I'm going to play one of your songs and you are a phenomenal young man, for real. I'm, I'm very, very, very pleased and, and proud to be called a friend. You uh, call you a friend of mine because you are you are awesome. I just love everything that Thank you're you doing. So and 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 um, I just see God doing so much in your life. And I just can't wait to see what 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 he's got in store for you.
for tuning in to Woe Inspirations Feel Good Friday Music Edition. I hope you guys enjoyed what you heard. 
If you are interested in being interviewed on my station, send me an email at wobe2005 at yahoo.com and just let me know, hey, I'm interested in being on your show. And if you want to follow me, you can either follow me on Instagram or on Facebook under Wove Inspiration. Thank you so much again. I am your host, Althea Richardson. You guys have an awesome night. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Let's go.